0: troubling age differences, some ridiculous teenage hijinks, and more than a few momentary lapses in logic. It's Sleepover, this week on Sucktastic Cinema. Well, this isn't very good. It certainly does suck. Welcome back into Sucktastic Cinema where if these movies try too hard and know what they are, Endearment is the name of the game. I'm Steven. I'm Matt. Welcome back in, everybody. Hopefully you enjoyed last week as much as we did where we had our friends Chris Haney and Joe Gilbert mm-hmm. on the show to talk about Street Fighter, the movie. Street Fighter. Street Fighter, so it was a good time. Karate but, Fighters. Yes, hopefully you all enjoyed it. We have another silly one this week. Um, yeah, we're, we're back to a movie that we don't dislike. It's not good, but we don't dislike it. There's it. It's not like Wicked Prayer or Brats, where I pretty much had nothing good to say. There are yeah. there are very very small things. Yeah, but still, not not good. Yeah, and you'll see. We'll we'll you know per you know RMO. You know, we'll we'll kinda rip into it a little bit. But it's mm-hmm. it's a movie called Sleepover. Uh, but we'll get to it here in just a moment. But before that, Matt, why don't you let everyone know where they can still find us every week. Every week you can still find us on Instagram at SucktasticPod. You can also find us on Twitter at SucktasticCin, That's C I N for Cinema. And if you're new to the show, welcome. Because it's Sin for Cinema, our listeners are our sinners. Yes. So if you're new to the show, welcome, Sinner. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back, Sinner. So welcome, and wherever appropriate, on whatever podcast app, make sure you already know how to find us because you're listening mm-hmm. to us right now. So make sure wherever to, wherever appropriate to uh, rate, review, all those good things that really helps us out. Yes, Very much so. Please take some time if you enjoy the show. Uh, Let us know, correspond with us, because we will always get back to you. But without further ado, it's movie time. And now for our feature presentation Sleepover. All right. <laughs> Sleepover, released July 9th, 2004, directed by Joe Nussbaum. I'm, I'm Mr. Nussbaum. Mr. Nussbaum. I'm Mr. Oh. Mr. Mr. Nussbaum. Nussbaum. Yes. The jerk. Uh, yes, as soon as I saw that's the last name of the director, I was like, I'm Mr. Nussbaum. Mr. Mr. Nussbaum. A free oven mitt. I guys want to steal off for an oven mitt. Uh, eh, star, go, sorry, go ahead. Starring Better Alexa. Movie. Yes, starring Alexa Pena Vega, which at this time she was Alexa Vega, or if you watch Spy Kids, she's she Alexa was a Vega. a spy kid. Yes. Uh, she is the lead character, Julie. Uh, Mika Burem as Hannah. Jane Lynch as Gabby, the mom. We'll just refer to her as mom in this movie. Yep. Uh, Sam Huntington as Wren. Sarah Paxton as Stacy. Brie Larson as Liz. Wren. Ren, that's her brother's name oh yeah duh. yeah <laughs> um scout taylor compton is farah jeff garland is jay the dad we'll just refer to him as dad yep uh steve carell as sherman a lot of big names yeah uh i only refer to him as like security steve or security yeah, guard because yeah. i forgot his name um callie flynn childress is yancey evan peters is russell and mm-hmm. Sean Ferris as Steve. So, yeah, like you said, Jane Lynch. Yeah. Steve Carell. Steve Carrell, Evan Peters. Evan Brie Larson. Yeah, exactly. So... Jeff Garland's just kind of... He's a comedian. Comedian. But he's more like a character. character actor. Yeah. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, so, people who have done things... They... You know, je- this is just before people really started doing yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like right on the... Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Steve Carell and Jane Lynch, 4 yeah. year old virgin, would, would like jumpstart their yeah. big movie stardom mm-hmm. but like yeah evan peters and brie larson are really young in this but they mm. would become at least be in the marvel movies and stuff yeah and if not 40 year old virgin just a year later steve carell yeah. michael scott yeah on the office yeah brie larson would go win and win would win an oscar yes exactly for the movie hoot yeah <laughs> exactly i remember seeing that in theaters yeah and thinking hmm wunderbar yes she's still wunderbar uh Box office of 10143000 on a $10 million budget, so it's still made a profit. All right, 100, whatever. $100,000. Sure. Yes. Uh, we're, still in, we're still on the... T- so it's 2004. We're only a couple years away from VHS being obsolete, mm-hmm. so there's still a VHS open. Thank goodness. Yes. So on the segment, What's on the VHS? A stinger for MGM.com. Uh, oh. A trailer for *Legally Blonde 2: Red, White, and Blonde*, which the movie poster was displayed in this movie. Was it? Yeah, they're running by a movie theater, and you oh. see *Legally Blonde 2: Red, oh. White, and Blonde*. Did they have the? Actually, I don't think this was. I don't think this was released in theaters. It was an advertisement for *Agent Cody Banks 2*. Oh, I okay. think that was straight to video. I okay. don't know. I don't know. I, it it might have been a. It theaters. felt like it's straight to video. Yeah, it really did. It yeah. was really bad. We'll we'll cover that some other day. Yeah. Uh, but if you'd like, we had a re-release of Agent Cody we Banks did. that we did a few weeks ago, um, and an advertisement for this singing and dancing group called High Five. They put on goofy shows for little kids. <laughs> so. So it's music for little kids. It's music for little kids. It's like, so they're not trying to capitalize on like a second wave of like girl groups and boy bands no, and stuff no. so it's they're american but it's kind of like what the wiggles do oh, like like a okay. kids variety type show okay with like singing parachute and dancing express and puppets yeah like <laughs> like in in the arena of those yeah groups there yeah, yeah. um so, raffi and kind of gallagher not gallagher <laughs> uh anyway let's get into the movie yeah, yeah so the movie opens with a talking locker I've seen a lot in this place (laughs) Exactly, totally out of left field There are these three girls that are going into high (laughs) school Let me tell you about them Somehow I'll be omniscient, although I only am stationary The fountain was the place to (laughs) be. All the popular kids that would, sat there for lunch. It would be a much. The more, locker's the narrator. Yeah, even the though time. the locker's been in the same spot, and doesn't see anything that goes unless it's like a. a he like, he I, hears I, all their conversations. We're well, we're talking like this is an actual moment in the movie. I just said that for laughs. laughs. There's not a talking locker. I've uh, heard about the fountain. Yeah, so it's actually it's the point of view of the inside of a locker, but the voice is coming from our main character, Julie. She is lamenting to somebody about them moving and her starting high school as a mm-hmm. friendless, guileless loser. Yeah. The locker door opens and we see Julie talking to her best friend, Hannah. Hannah tells her that if she doesn't want to be a drag on everyone else and she thinks she has no identity, then make one for herself. Yeah, th- that is one thing. That is a positive thing about... Because this is definitely one of those movies, kind of like a Max Keeble and how they made a big deal out of starting middle school. This is one of those kind of pre-teen teen teen movies to where high school is the most important time in your life kind of like, like brats yeah, the, it's they, make, similarities. they make it a bigger deal than it really is, but mm-hmm. that is kind of a positive thing. She's like, use this as, you know, yeah, middle school is probably tough, but you're entering freshman year. You think you don't have any friends, but, you know, yeah, reinvent yourself. You yeah, know, but be, this is the time to do that. There's also some moments where Hannah says stuff, and I'm like, yeah. well, it's easy for you to say you're moving. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like a Max Keevil. Yeah, exactly. Except uh, it won't blow up in his face. She yeah. actually moves. But all that to say, don't put too much stock in high school because there is life afterwards. Right, just saying. And yeah. also, this is from the point of view of two year old men who are long past that. Yeah, this so, this movie is for middle school. You girls, have to get. Pretty much. And I'll mention this at the end, kind of something that's positive for me. You have yeah. to get in a certain headspace. Yeah, yeah. That it's hard again as a thirty year old man to maintain. Even even as like a teenager and young adult when we'd watch this for laughs. Yeah, it's hard to get in the headspace of like a, a girl, a little girl. This audience is for little girls, yeah. probably like 10 to 14. Oh, yeah. And I, and I did have occasions watching this because I watched it again this morning It's where I was like, this is really stupid for for me. Right. But I was like, but but imagine being a 12-year-old girl yeah. watching this movie in yeah. your room on like a Saturday. I mean yeah. like these, these, these are the friends I want to have. This is the excitement in life I want to have sort of yeah. thing. And that definitely plays into how I feel yeah. about it That we'll sure. talk about what's good at the end But for right now We're we... <laughs> not middle school girls <laughs> Also, for right now, we can't we can't get all sappy just No, yet. they should get a podcast if they want to talk glowingly about these movies But they don't Please don't I don't want to listen to middle school girls talk about things Yeah, me neither uh, We then see an empty hallway Which promptly explodes with kids exiting classrooms And throwing papers and books around Everybody this... wants to yes, be Yes, exactly This is something common we see in movies. Maybe the Midwest is just a dull wasteland, void of any culture, but Mm. I don't recall anybody ever throwing anything around on the last day of school. No, I remember at graduation, one kid throwing their cap, and Mm -hmm. no one else threw it. (laughs) They got told to pick it up. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, the girls are giggling as they walk through the wild hallway. Their nerdy English teacher, Mr. Corrado, stands in the middle of the busy, crowded hallway to talk the ladies' ears off about this summer's reading list. As if like you can't follow up on this with us it's not like we can come back the next year and be like how much of that did you read he's just giving them suggestions for high school okay whatever Um, i I like this teacher character though they tell him to get out more their teacher stands there with a dopey look on his face and then is sprayed with silly string he chases his assailants down and julie and hannah are approached by their other friend farah she alerts them of a major emergency a competing sleepover being held by queen mean girl liz played by brie larson Julie surmises that her old pal Stacy will more than likely attend that instead of her little baby sleepover. Yeah. As she sulks, Stacy, Liz, and their posse walk past Julie and her friends, and Brie Larson as Liz makes a crack to a heavier girl standing next to Julie's group. who's just standing there. Yeah, Yeah, she makes a crack to her about her weight. The girl, Yancey, drops her head in shame as the mean girls walk away and cackle. I have a few questions. So... They're talking in this movie Last Day of School like Stacy's not going to be able to make it. Like, but what's the timeline between because the coming up uh Alexa Vega's talking about how her and Stacy's Stacy used to be good friends. Mm-hmm. If if in these 2 years of middle school they've grown apart, what makes her think that inviting her there's not enough talking about how, well, why well why did you even invite her? She stopped being friends with you at the beginning of eighth grade. It's like, well, I don't know. I was hoping we could rekindle something. Plot device. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's no discussion. And then Yancey literally is just standing there. Like, we they are not friends with her. She's just, it's like, oh, there's Yancey. Like, she just happened to walk in on this conversation. They, they could just be in Yancey's way. She's trying Could to get be. the hallway. Could be. Uh, but if it's me, I don't care what any—I'm not going to stand there and be like, what are you guys talking about? Well, so I'm sure she also was caught in the crossfire when Liz, played by Brie Larson, was like, hey, Yancey. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> hey, Yancey. My... I, ya. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you. Hey, uh, Yancey. Hey, Yancey. I got a question for you. So Julie looks to Yancey and asks if she would like to come to her sleepover. Yancey accepts, and then the girls are interrupted by three skater dudes, one a spastic mophead named Russell, or as Julie refers to him as, Spongebob, because topical. So he has a name? His name, or IMDB says he has a name. Oh. They, they never say Russell. I know That's they never say, they it, call him Spongebob. Yeah, they call him They call him Spongebob. Also, no explanation as yeah. to why he's called Spongebob. Yeah. Well, because topical. Spongebob's big. Sure, but there's no yeah. like, like ugh. What a weirdo. Remember in grade school when all he used to do was, quote, Spongebob? Here's the thing. With uh, with this movie, it's more than likely, I'm almost positive it's written by middle-aged men who, well, yeah. who don't know how— <laughs> What's something kids like? Well, it's like well, that, Spongebob! Well, that's the thing. They have a very narrow grasp or very narrow kind of viewpoint mm. on what, like, not just a teenage girl, but what, that's like, true. teenagers— how they would talk or interest or what they're interested in some of the ways they talk i'm like i never recall hearing that as like hip lingo in my and i was a teenager in 2004 Mm -hmm. so i i was a middle schooler i was this age yeah so i don't recall any of that yeah um so spastic spongebob boy um he inquires about (laughs) the girls sleepover and asks if julie wants to see a picture of him in a coma Count your blessings, Julie. As you get older, guys will ask if you want to see a lot worse. Yeah. Julie tells them to buzz off. Julie and Hannah are walking down the street when a silver hot rod and convertible pulls up next to them. It's Stacy with an older guy, and she tells Julie that she can't go to her sleepover because she's going to the dance. (laughs) Julie is confused, and Stacy says it's the high school dance. Julie says, okay, have fun, then kicks herself for sounding like a lame-o. There's a lot, so... Sarah Paxton looks to be about what seventeen or eighteen, mm-hmm. and her male counterpart looks to be about in it, like twenty four, something like that. He he's at least in his like early 20s. which that's that's kind of weird still. But these characters, sh- she's at least fourteen, mm-hmm. and this guy's at least sixteen because he's driving sixteen or seventeen. So two year age difference, whatever. At, as you get into high school and into college, whatever. But when it's middle school and high school, it's just it's very weird. 14 and 16 are the window of time to make things work and it not be super weird yeah. or um, borderline illegal is yeah. the window for that closes very quickly. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, there, there's a lot, as you will hear listeners, that comes up in this movie to that ask, that poses the question, how are they able to do and get into the things that they're getting into? Because- they're they're like you forget that they these characters are fourteen years old. It's mm-hmm. just it gets to be it gets to be stupid. Yeah. Julie reminisces about how she and Stacy were pals, but Hannah says that was years ago. Julie says she wants to move with Hannah, to which Hannah responds, "Sorry, my suitcase is full." <laughs> the girls walk by the high school Julie will be attending, where apparently all the high schoolers must get out of school much later than the junior high because they are all still there, carrying on with school yeah. and lunch. <laughs> Julie says she will perpetually. Maybe was an early release since the last day of middle school? No. Nah. Uh, <laughs> no. Julie says she will perpetually be an outcast and she'll never get to eat at the cool fountain lunch spot. Just then, some radical skateboard dude flies over the fountain. Oh, Tom Cruise. There he is. <laughs> Julie stares slack jawed at the board man. She drools a puddle as she gets hot over her crush, Steve, the guy on the skateboard. Your name's Steve. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. He walks right by her, and she whines that he'll never notice her because she is a child and he's a hotshot upperclassman. Yep, checks out. The girls walk into the house, and Julie's mom is vacuuming. And once the girls walk in, she starts excitedly yammering on about all the kitty shit she bought for Julie's party. Yeah, I, I, that's the other thing, cause Steve grows to be infatuated with Julie, the little eighth grader. Right. So it's like, how old is he? It's just, it, the weird, there's weird age differences in, mm. in this movie. Yeah. And it just, it does not, it does not sit well with me. Yeah. Julie is disgusted and this is supposed to illustrate how mom doesn't want Julie to grow up and wants her to stay young forever. Either that or she really is clueless on how old her daughter is. Mom wants Julie to repeat to her what the slumber party rules are. And Julie gives the line, oh, for the love of carbs, which yeah. doesn't make sense and sounds like a really forced attempt at being quirky. Yeah, it it, the, and there's nothing to suggest like how the, the mom is not like a nutrition specialist or she's not like she's not like super make sure you're, you're eating a well-balanced meal or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, it just seemed really random and yeah. it's not like and they don't try and they there's no point of Julie so it's not said again. Yeah, to where there's not there's no plot point to where like Julie's watching her weight or she she's concerned about, you know, mat- uh, vapid things like that. So I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's just stupid. It's like you said, it's a forced, it's a forced way to try and sound quirky. Yeah. Um, again, a middle-aged man who doesn't know how teenagers talk. Yeah. Uh, before Julie can complain more about being babied, her older brother walks into the house, moping about how someone stole his bike. Julie skewers him by telling her mom that she won't trust her, but she puts up with her lazy older brother, Mm -hmm. the Wren. He doesn't defend himself, and he only talks about how great high school was and how growing up and becoming responsible is hard and how they should stay in high school as long as they can. Mm. Up in Julie's room, she moans and groans some more, holding up the large underwear her mother bought her. (laughs) Check these out! What am I going to do with these skivvies? That's what she said. Yeah. Her lech of a brother pops in asking for money. Julie throws a pillow at him, then yells down the hallway that she needs a lock on her door. Later on in the kitchen, Julian—that's a running joke. Yes. Later on in the kitchen, Julie and Hannah are making something, and Julie's dad has a fried Twinkie. That they're making fried Twinkies. They're making fried Twinkies. Mom <laughs> he walks doesn't in- just pick one up <laughs> randomly. Ooh, where these come from? Mom walks in and sees Dad dicking around with the water. She says the water is fine. But what, are Dad, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, nothing. What are you doing? Nothing. It's a subplot. He's trying to kill everyone. Right. And uh, slapstick happens and he doesn't succeed. Yeah. Uh, she says the water is fine, but Dad insists their <laughs> pH levels are too high or low or something. Yeah. He held up a piece of litmus. Which is, pa- which is grounds for divorce. <laughs> yes. He held up a piece of litmus paper and it was blue. He says he needs to install a filter. Mom apologizes for saddling him with sleepover duty, but he says nonsense. Mom needs a night off to hang out with her friend. The doorbell rings, and the girls start ushering Mom out the door as she continues to remind them of the rules. The girls watch as Mom gets in her friend's car, and they wonder what the old tightwad does for fun. They walk back into the kitchen, and they comment on Julie's dad's butt crack. They laugh, (laughs) but if... Mm. They laugh, but if I saw a friend's dad's butt crack, I'd quickly look away and desperately try to forget the image. Yeah, exactly. Way, Any, t- way too comfortable with this. Yeah. Anyway, the doorbell rings and the girls exclaim Party <laughs> Yeah a, so How do you know who how do you know who was there? Yeah. We then get Nancy's here party uh, We then get a montage of sanitized shenanigans, like makeovers <sighs> dancing around in feather bows and sunglasses, playing dress up, giggling, Painting nails, giggling some more. Sounds like a Hulk Hogan sleepover. Yeah. Welcome to the Hulk Hogan slumber party, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's a VHS. <laughs> it's, I can picture it. Right. And then you he's like, it's like, but just remember to accept who you are and don't care what everyone else thinks. Ding dong. He looks at the looks straight at the camera. I wonder who that could be. It's, it's like that, it's me, Gene, dude. It's, it's, uh, oh. Hey, Hulk! I brought the punch, or something like mm-hmm. that. But you could see that, right? Yeah, I can. Also, punch pun, wrestling uh, a punch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. um and then, like the Iron Sheik shows I up. I was supposed to be bringing the punch, dude. and Then, like Bruce Beefcake shows up. But this, this has legs. Also, from what I could see, this movie was all white people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Out in front of a nice house, Stacy waits in a nice dress. The same silver convertible nice from earlier pulls up and she gets in. She's confused as to why her older boyfriend is dressed like a ragamuffin, and he <laughs> tells her to relax. They pull up onto the grass of a local park, and Stacy makes the observation that this isn't the dance. Uh, Stacy's high school BF says he knows, and he tries to stick his tongue down her throat, but she pushes him off. He gives the troubling line of, you said when you graduated, we'd hook up. What, which, which begs the question had he been grooming this child and that, for how long that's the other thing is like how long have they been quote unquote dating mm-hmm. what do you mean by hooking up yeah because I've heard it uh, I've heard several definitions for how people define hooking up mm-hmm. so what does this mean it's very unsettling yeah Stacy spurns his advances and he tells her to get out of his car they're broken up. She gives him attitude and he drives off. It's like in the movie Clueless when Elton kicks Cher out of his car and she gets a she gets robbed by a homeless person. Yes, that, that does not unfortunately happen in this movie. No. Instead, Stacy takes out her phone and calls Liz, saying she can't get them into the dance, and she has new funness in mind and to make a list again. A middle aged person wrote funness. There's yeah. also another ness word in this. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. it's like what. I just I hate I hate that kind of when people create words yeah it, um, especially when they create words for words that already exist mm-hmm. so I don't know yeah. it's just it's just another yeah. annoying thing. Yeah. We then see a security car pull up in front of Julie's house. A security guard with a mustache gets a Steve Carell gets out and starts walking towards the house. This is the comic relief. The ladies are causing a ruckus and singing the Spice Girls while wearing wigs, because what else would they do? Yeah. Julie loudly orders pizza as she shouts over the music. The girls' fun is interrupted by the doorbell. They walk downstairs, and they are met by the security guard, who tells them he's getting noise complaints. The girls don't take him seriously, but he commands respect. After telling them to hush, they brush him off and slam the door in his face. A few seconds later, the doorbell rings again, only this time it's Stacy. She says she's there to liven up the party. Up in Julie's room, Stacy informs the girls that Brie Larson as Liz is also having a party, and they have a proposition for them. Well, you missed something in your notes. She says I'm here to liven up the party while holding up wine coolers. Yeah, that's... You f- you, f- you, f- you omitted that part for some reason. Because this, it's not congruent with what the movie's supposed to be. <laughs> you can't just edit things. I just This did. happened in the movie. I just did, damn it. She was already three deep. She even said it when she, she's like, listen... Your mouths are moving, but I'm free deep, and I don't know what she's saying. Let's just go upstairs. Yeah, okay. I got got an idea. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, when she's in the park and she's calling Liz, she's like, Liz, I have an idea. Make a list. And then hangs up, and I'm like, a list of what? Yeah. What is this in reference to? We'll see in a second. No, but, like, if I'm Liz, I'm like, "Yeah, wait, a list of what? hello yeah us us as the audience though we'll see here in a second yeah stacy turns on julie's webcam to see liz and her friends on the other end at, the, at her party they greet stacy by saying they all made thongs with their name on them what that's disgusting 14 yeah. well liz was held back apparently so she's 15, It doesn't matter but it does, yeah that, that no what i'm saying yeah. is like whatever yeah well, it doesn't matter if they're not writing super plain and milk toast for the good girls, they're going in an inappropriate direction for the teenage villains. Yeah. thongs for fourteen-year-olds. Why would you write that for a child to say? Yeah, I don't. Stacy asks if they made one for her. Liz says, "Of course, because of course." The two thousands was a, the wild, wild west. Hmm. She'll <laughs> t- 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 try and figure out our identity. Yep. Julie and her posse wonder what the deal is, and Stacy says that she and Brie Larson as Liz have created a game for them to all participate in. A scavenger hunt of sorts. Julie's brother Ren busts through the door again, being a bother, asking if Mom left, only showing how much of a dumb nuisance he is. He is also supposed to be comic relief. Julie yet again pushes him out and shouts about needing a lock. Liz sends the list of items, and Stacy prints them off for Julie to see. Julie is about to say how they can't leave the house, but Hannah quickly shushes her. Stacy then asks if they have one of those Polaroid sticker cameras, mm. which had a quick burst of popularity in the early 2000s, but mm. quickly peered off by the middle of the decade. I feel like this was the peak. It was this movie, and this movie was going to be like the main promotion for it. Was there, right. That's how they're taking their pictures is these, mm-hmm. and the every kid's going to want one of these cameras. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you just said, I'm almost positive. Polaroid asked for the products to be used and referenced in hopes of its spiking sales again. Mm-hmm. Hannah sells, of course... Hannah says, of course they do. Then she looks at the camera breaking the fourth wall and says, the Polaroid sticker camera is an essential item for any teenage girl who wants to capture a blurry memory then stick it to their dresser or a mirror. I never go anywhere without my Polaroid sticker camera. Also, stay tuned for Christmas 2004 when Polaroid releases the Polaroid sticker camera 2000. Then she jumps back into the movies, events, and no one is the wiser. I was, I was literally just about, before you even said that, I was just about to say, she looks at the camera and goes, you mean this? Mm-hmm. And then goes into that spiel. Yeah. <laughs> Liz says they put something <laughs> Liz says they put something special in the list just for Julie. Julie is uncomfortable by this, and Hannah grabs the list and reads it off. The tasks to be completed are as follows. Number one, dress up a window mannequin at Old Navy in your clothes. Okay, that, that's already kind of pushing it. Right. Have a guy from datesafe.com buy you a drink at the Cosmo Club. Number three, steal the decal off of a patrol tech car, which is the security guard yep. from earlier's place of employment. Which I'm guessing these upper class neighborhoods have their own security have their own security neighborhood yeah. watch patrols instead of the police. Yeah. And number four is borrow a pair of Steve Phillips boxer shorts. Who is that? Is that's that's her love ju- interest? That's, Julie wants Tom to be Cruz. her main squeeze. Yeah. Julie freaks out, and Hannah asks, "What's in it for them?" Stacy says, "Thongs." Uh, Thongs? Yeah, she's like, thongs? And she's like, pass. (laughs) They pass, so Hannah suggests the coveted lunch spot for the victor of the scavenger hunt. They will all be in for a rude awakening when they realize their deal will mean nothing because two groups of freshmen have no say in any sort of shallow high school social hierarchy. Yep. My thoughts the entire time was, Mm -hmm. you don't get to decide that. Yeah. You're you're both groups are probably going to sit by the dumpster. Mm Mm-hmm. Stacy agrees, and Julie pulls Hannah outside into the hallway. She asks what the hell she thinks she's doing. <laughs> Hannah says if Julie wants to be somebody in high school, she needs to take some risks. Again, like we said earlier, which is easy for Hannah to say, because she won't be there for any potential blowback this could have for Julie. Julie concedes, but she wonders how they'll get away, le- get away with leaving the house. They hear a commotion in the other room. They see Ren in his old room, which <laughs> is now their mom's craft room. They hear a... Commotion, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah, he's no, breathing really heavy. It was it. a lamp breaking. Uh, well, who knows what caused <laughs> it? Exactly. Uh, he's lamenting about how everything has been moved around, like his bikini girl cardboard cutout, his beer cap collection, his hate mail from cheerleaders, and other things that show what a slimy perv he was in high school. Yeah, exactly. No wonder he's so <laughs> great. He yeah. thought he probably thought he was this Don Juan, but really he was just a skeezy pervert. Mm-hmm. The girls have a proposition for him. Julie offers 50 bucks to him to cover for them so they can go out to complete their scavenger hunt. He agrees because of money. Back in Julie's room, Stacy is making a profile on safedate.com. Yancey says it's neato, and everyone looks at her like a square. Which, safedate, no pictures, so already a red flag for a dating website that there's no pictures on any of the profiles. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Sorry. Uh, Stacy starts trying to add to the profile, and Julie suggests the occupation be a tree surgeon. Stacy says, Not sexy! <laughs> yeah. Swimsuit model No. Is. Not funny! <laughs> yeah. Um, under interest, they Not have... sexy! Yeah, it's a total break from character, and no one addresses it anymore. Yeah, but it's the best part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> under interest, they have sewing... Uh, something else, and Julie suggests eating cheese. Get it? Because saying eating cheese is so it's random. random. Man. Aren't I funny and L-O- charming? hello fucking l dude. So random, dude. Everyone likes to hang out with me, dude. Not. <laughs> <laughs> After completing the profile, they instantly get a bite because, as Stacy puts it, the net is so cool. Again, dating the writers <laughs> of this AOL. movie. AOL like looks at the camera. Do you have your AOL free 50 hours of AOL online? You get it. And select boxes of Kellogg's cereal. Or select boxes of Polaroid sticker cameras. Or go to your local Home Depot or Office Max. When you're buying minutes for your phone, make sure you buy your 50 hours of AOL internet. Internet online. You can find a date sometimes. some, You can find a date like this police-sanctioned internet dating website. Don't worry, it's safe. Yeah, because Yancy asks what the blue ribbon on the profile means, and Stacy explains it means he's approved by the site. This is a police-sanctioned dating site, after all. Yeah. Julie wonders how Stacy <laughs> plans on pulling on... This is the... the this, this is like the the watchdog this is, group. This is the infancy mm. of of dating online, so yeah. a lot of people didn't understand how it worked. It's like, well, uh, we prove it's safe and kosher because the yeah. police... Is yeah. police approved here? Yeah, remember those to catch a predator shows? The police kid tested. Police approved. Yeah, the 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 police sat in those chat rooms pretending to be. Well, they weren't the police. They were, uh, uh, perverted justice. Tetra Core Internet yeah. Watchdog Dell from Perverted Justice sat in on some of the chat. The the chat rooms were. Would you like to have a seat? Yeah, the the chat rooms were just uh, obscene. Mm-hmm. The things they were saying to people that they thought were thirteen year old girls. I have chat logs. Uh, anyway, go yeah, ahead. Um, <laughs> yes, Julie. <laughs> Think that was wondered, a nice diversion from what we were trying to talk about. Yep, can't run away from it though. Julie wonders how Stacy plans on pulling off being a tall, dark haired model like she described on the, on the profile. <sighs> Stacy says she isn't. The shorter Julie is, Julie balks at the idea, but then is pressured into it. Brie Larson as Liz is outside driving a minivan. By herself? Uh, yeah. Uh, she calls Stacy and says they're good to go. Stacy bids the others adieu, and Julie asks how they're supposed to proceed without any wheels. Stacy says that's on them, then leaves and mm-hmm. meets Liz outside. The girls watch as the other two drive away. Farah asks how Liz can drive. Hannah says she was held back, so she already has her permit. Even if that's the case, you can't yes. drive on your own with just a learner's permit. Yep. Exactly. Also, this means her mom let her take the van out. Right. Unless her mom's like a dirty drunk or goes out all the time. It's very And possible. doesn't realize because maybe she's a single mom. Or she's always watched by her brother or something. Yeah, could be. Whatever. The ladies dress Julie <laughs> up in her mom's baggy threads. Julie says there ain't no way she even looks halfway convincing enough to fool a poor lonely sap into buying her a drink. Mm-mm. Just then, Ren calls. Co- Just then, Ren calls from downstairs. He is covertly standing by the kitchen entrance. He is covertly standing by the kitchen entrance and needlessly does a front roll because he's a doofus and zany, and he's the funny one. Yeah. He's whispering in code about how Papa Bear is still in the house. Julie says, "Hey, dummy, we're still here. We're still here Don't too. Ca- Don't call us. We'll call you, but only if it's an emergency." He says, "Roger that," and makes walkie-talkie noises. <laughs> Julie goes back to her clothing dilemma. Farrah steps in and says she's got just the thing. We then get close-ups of her ripping the sleeves and bottom end of the dress. Yeah. As she puts a Paisley scarf on Julie, she steps back to reveal Julie wearing a totally different dress. Unfortunately, it's supposed to fool the audience into thinking it's the same dress, instead of it being like a parody, and it's intentionally a wildly different dress. Yeah. So, with... Well, it's the character's name that ripped her sleeves off. Farrah. Farrah, like... I don't know, it's probably just a story character thing. I wish there was something that would suggest maybe Farah has some sort of eye for fashion, and that's why it would make sense for her to step Mm -hmm. and be like, hold on, I got an idea. Maybe at school they're walking through the hallways, like at the beginning, and she's in sort of this, like... Uh, free spirit outfit or whatever mm-hmm. and people are kind of looking at her sideways and she's like I don't care I have my own sense of fashion I can't wait for high school to you know to come and expose everyone to this but there's like I don't know it just seems random for her to be like hold on a second they need to give her things to do yeah because exactly. Julie and Hannah are the two main girls, and then Stacy and then Liz and yeah. then Yancy is um, unfortunately really only known by the character trait of being heavy set. Yeah. So they need to give uh, they need to give Farah something to do, even though Farah, Hannah, and Julie are, are the actual ones, friends, and they're the ones who are on the, the, the DVD and video cover. Yancy's oh, nowhere yeah. to be seen oh she's the she's the winston zettimore of uh <laughs> oh. the sleepover group don't don't put that on my man winston i know but i'm just saying winston played yeah. a huge role but he's not on any of the That's promotional true. stuff yeah yeah um oh well to everything uh farrah <laughs> says she she now looks like her mom only younger and you guessed it more fashionable yeah like that brats movie and another thing <laughs> and and here's another thing um Alexa Vega if if this were a an actress who was in her 20s and you could tell that she was just young enough to play maybe middle school but you know she's an adult Mm -hmm. the whole idea of well you you look like a tall brunette (coughs) model but Alexa Vega looks like a teenager Mm -hmm. in this movie so there's again a lot with the unsettling there's a lot of unsettling age gap Mm -hmm. things and a lot of kind of Frustrating, annoying uh, uh, concessions made for yeah. these girls, yeah. And you have to, and you have to be like, but they're fourteen. How are they able to get into this club or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, suspension of disbelief, smoke, 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 yeah, smoke. Okay. Smoke. Well, ag- again, it's teenage girls who are watching it, so I guess it's it's purposefully uh, exaggerated. But I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not the mo of yeah. the show. The girls escape Julie's room by walking atop a tall truss with roses all over it. Everyone makes it off, but Julie's high heels get caught, and she falls through. Uh Uh-oh. She sees her dad in the kitchen, completely oblivious to his daughter hanging upside down outside. Her friends just gawk at her until Julie snaps at them to help her down. They hurry across the lawn and away from the house, just as we see the three skater boys from earlier ride up to Julie's. They run to the back of the house undetected. Next we see a garage door open and the girls staring at what their ride is gonna be. It's a I think I mentioned earlier Yancy offered up that she has a ride. Oh he's like an uh, someone or like her yeah. uncle's electric car or yeah. something. It's revealed to be a super small, compact, green electric car. Ooh. They browbeat Yancy, but they have no other choice, and Yancy was nice enough to offer it up. Yancy tells the girls her dad took her driving in the mall parking lot and he told her she could use the car in case of an emergency. To which I say, no, she is a child. Yeah. You can't, you can't give a child carte blanche to take your vehicle out, especially if they don't have yeah. a license. And also, why would you you leave it to a, a teenager's discretion as to what an emergency yeah. is? Then you get situations like this. Sale at the mall. I need the car. <laughs> Move. <laughs> it's an emer- But dad, it's an emergency. There's a sale on sticker cameras by uh, Polaroid. Palpat. Yeah, uh, that's when Yancey tried to do a promotional thing. And And, and then they cut her off very quickly. They hit the cutting room floor, deleted (laughs) scene. Uh, The girls get in, and the steering wheel is on the other side of the car for some reason. I'm not familiar with electric cars. Maybe this is common. This was was like a novelty at the time, Mm -hmm. like electric cars. The girls are crammed in and uncomfortable, but they deal with it and set out on their adventure. Back at Julie's house, Ren is eating Play-Doh. Just then, we see SpongeBob Russell and his other skate pals <laughs> breaking into the room through the window. I don't know how. It's the second story. Ren Mart remarks they're in the wrong room. Now in Julie's room, they break in and start rooting through her things. His buddies comment on the lack of anything interesting, and SpongeBob Russell finds a bra. Wren stands in the doorway and says something's missing in their perverted excursion. The skater guys look around, and Russell asks where the babes are. Where are the babes? Yeah, exactly. Like the so- stupid way he talks. He's, yeah. such a, he's such a spaz and this movie, so annoying. Like mm-hmm. Evan Peters, whatever, I guess he's a good actor. I haven't seen him in much else. But like I just the character choice is annoying. Like he's doing a Jim Carrey impression or something. Wren mm-hmm. uh, says they're gone. Frustrated, one of the boys knocks something over off of Julie's nightstand. Dad calls up to see if everything is all right. Also, the whole duration of the movie, part of what is supposed to be funny is Dad is trying to install the water filter from earlier, but he keeps having mishaps. Anyway, the boys and Ren look at each other in a panic. Dad starts walking up the steps, and we now hear Spice Girls blasting again. Dad opens up to see the backs of four figures in robes and wigs, shaking their groove things and singing along (laughs) in fake girl voices. Dad thinks it's the girls, and the audience sees from the front that it's Ren and the boys shaking their asses in drag. Dad walks back downstairs, (laughs) and the skaters stop and take their disguises off. Ren continues because he is the funny one. (laughs) They should have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The whole, it cuts out, and then there's the one guy who actually got into it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll tell Mm -hmm. you what I want. And they're like, hey, man, we're doing He's like, oh, uh, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Mm -hmm. They should have put a wig on the dog, too. Yeah, Uh, I would like that. (laughs) One of SpongeBob Russell's buddies says if he tells anyone they did that, he'll kill him. Russell sees the scavenger hunt list on the computer, and they're off to join the race. While escaping out of the window, they destroy the truss with the roses on it. That'll play into it later. Yeah. At a stoplight, a car with two clearly older men pull up next to the girls. The driver smiles at Farah, but since they are smushed, she can't return the pleasantry. As the car drives off, she looks at the others and whines that they are so packed in she can't wave back at that older man. It'd be funny if like she opened her frustration with instead of like, oh, I can't even wave at cute boys because it's so smooth. She's just like, oh, I'm smooth! <laughs> Get me out of here! It's like, why? What's your problem? I can't wave at cute boys because I'm smooth! that would be funny if she has an accent all of a sudden. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's a man in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> T- Taylor, Scout Taylor Compton couldn't make it that day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even draw attention to it. Yeah, Yancey says she's lucky. No guy of any age acknowledges her. The girls ask, why? And Yancey... <laughs> why? The girls, the girls ask why. And Yancey, not us, says it's because she's fat. Julie says Yancey isn't fat. Who told her that? Yancey says, uh, did you not hear Liz earlier in the movie when she made a comment about my weight while you guys were two feet away from me? She and her cronies say it to me every freaking day. Ferris says that Ferris says they even have scales in their lockers. Yancy tells them one time. One time, Liz made her stand on it in front of everyone. That's so mean. Jesus Christ, that's yeah. that's harsh. Jeez. Hannah asks Yancy what she likes best: celery or brownies. Yancy says brownies. Duh. Aunt Hannah says just find a guy who likes brownies. At Old Navy, yeah, Liz and okay. Stacy. At Old huh. Navy, yes. At Old Navy, Liz, Stacy, and Co. walk out, then pose in front of the mannequins in their clothes. The smiles on their faces fade as they meet face to face with Julie and friends. Uh-oh. Stacy talks trash and tells them good luck. The girls walk in as an announcement over the intercom says the store is closing. Hannah pulls on the doors to the display window, which the other girls locked already. Ferris says. Uh-oh, it corrected as Ferrar. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the person that took over that yeah, day. Exactly. Farrar. Yeah. Uh, Farrah says there's another window on the other side. The group quickly go over and see its men mannequins. Not to be deterred, Yancey suggests they go for it anyway. A cover of the Jay Giles band classic Freeze Frame mm. plays as the girls clumsily try putting their clothes on the male mannequins. While they do that, it pans out to show the security guard from earlier on a bench in front of them. He thinks he hears something going on behind him, and he turns around to see what the issue is. The girls freeze in their current state, and the mannequins are in disarray. The security guard doesn't even notice. Right. He just stands in front, checking his mustache and ass in the reflection of the window. He turns around again, and the girls continue. He checks behind himself again, and the same thing happens. It keeps happening. They're in different positions. How is that not suspicious? It, How do you keep getting fooled by them? They keep switching positions. He stands, like you said, to look at his reflection, to mm-hmm. look at his mustache, look at his butt. Where where on the glass is he looking that he doesn't see these four people who weren't in the display before? And these are the girls. These girls look familiar. I think I just saw these girls when I dropped by their house for a noise complaint. Like, just, it, you, no one is that dumb mm-hmm. and that oblivious. Yeah. The girl, every time he looks at the window, the mannequins and the girls are in different positions yeah. each time. Yeah. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't usually happen. You're not going to look across the way at Foot Locker yeah. and see that the mannequins keep changing positions every 30 seconds. Right. Uh, eventually the girls finish and pose And he catches them and charges They elude him and lock him in the display window Back at the house Dad is under the sink as the doorbell rings He answers and sees it's the pizza Julie ordered earlier Ren is right behind him And he takes the pies Dad says he should probably check on the girls Ren says he's got it And Dad has serious water business to take Wren <clears throat> says he's got it And Dad has serious <laughs> water business to take care of Dad agrees and gives Wren The first glass of the filtered water it's a dark, muddy substance, and Ren tells Dad to keep at it. He's like, come on. Drink, drink it. Come on. Drink <laughs> it. Come on. Drink it. It tastes good. Yeah, eat, drink this, man. It's, it's good, good for you. <laughs> you. That's where we keep seeing that Dad is trying to kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> upstairs, Julie calls Wren. Julie's not upstairs. Ren is upstairs. <laughs> Julie calls Ren and tells him to get rid of the za. Ren and the dog stare down the pizza... Just then, they attack it and eat like slobs because it's silly and funny. Yeah. And also, wouldn't pizza kill a dog? Yes. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I I, I feel like that's one of those things that a dog wouldn't be allowed to eat. Mm -hmm. I don't know, though. It must be tough being a dog. Can't eat pizza or chocolate. Uh, (laughs) Except probably can't. Just throw ice cream in there. Mm -hmm. Then you you eat, just put shit in your mouth, too. Yeah. Back on the hunt, the girls pull up to the club. They see Stacy and friends walking in without issue. Julie and friends walk to the front of the line, and they say they're with Stacy's posse. SpongeBob Russell appears and confirms. <laughs> Julie asks why he's there, and the doorman tells the kiddies to scram. Farrah bellyaches about how it isn't fair, even though they just cut the entire line and demanded admittance into the club. But how but, did, how did uh, Stacy and them get in? That's the thing. Like um, you just you just let in that is it just one group of a, a one group of middle school or uh, a week a week yeah that's all we're allowed to admit yeah the doorman says tough rocks little girl beat it defeated the girls sit by the dumpster in the back of the club Julie comments that her date is probably buying Stacy a drink right now even though Stacy doesn't match to the description of the <laughs> dating site girl she's portraying exactly as the girls sulk a speaker company are rolling crates into the club Hannah has a plan. In the back of the club, a speaker crate is rolled in, and Hannah and Julie tumble out and enter the club dance floor. Hannah has a planner. Exactly. That's what she said before. It's like, oh, Hannah has a planner, and then cut to <laughs> them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they, they tried to make it t-shirts, but it didn't land. <laughs> she, she even set it into the camera yeah. again. <laughs> if you would have waited 10 years, Hot Topic would have made it happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They scan the perimeter and the dance floor, and they see two adult weirdos buying Stacy a drink. Yep. They continue to look for Julie's date. They both freak out when they see her date is their nerdy the English teacher. teacher, Mr. Corrado. He's big. Oh, snap. Oh, it's Laredo. holy Laredo! It's Corrado! Oh my! Again, another thing. <laughs> another thing. You should have waited ten or eleven years. It, it would have been totally random, but people would have bought it. Uh, back at Julie's, Ren and the dog lay in a heap on the floor, surrounded by empty pizza boxes. Ren groans and farts. Ha 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 ha, ha. At the club, Mr. Colorado sees them and calls out to June. It's Mr. Colorado. Ooh, Mr. Corrado. <laughs> It's Mr. Colorado! <laughs> <A> cradle, sorry! <laughs> which is Julie's dating character. He sees and calls out to June, which is Julie's dating yeah. character. Julie turns her back and puts on sunglasses. She turns around and faces her teacher after he cops to being an ugly loser, but he <laughs> saves face by saying he's funny. I'm witty. <laughs> yeah. He says, I may, I may not look like much and I'm ugly, but I'm witty and have personality, which is self, self-deprecation gets you all the ladies. Also, this man is not ugly. No, he isn't. He's not a bad-looking guy. They just put glasses on him and make him like reading. Yeah. And dress, dress up tight, but that's it. Yeah. Julie agrees to walk to the bar with him. Somehow, the girl's teacher doesn't recognize Julie when all she did was put on sunglasses. Yep. He tries to have a conversation, but Julie is fumbling her way through fake answers. The Clark Kent effect, if you will. Yes. Mr. Corrado, Corrado, Mr. Karate, uh, Mr. <laughs> Dr. Karate <laughs> feels he recognizes Ju- June Lee, June Lee, Oh, uh, because Ju- her name is June, June and Julie. I tried to be clever here. He re- ah, yes. thinks he recognizes June Lee. He asks her what she wants to drink, and Julie says some suspicious BS. Chunky monkey. Uh, she says chunky monkey, and He's he says, that milkshake. and then she gets a text saying sex, sex on, on the beach. beach. And and she's, she's like, like are what? You qu- are you crazy? <laughs> uh, are you crazy? Uh, but she orders it, and uh, the bartender brings them both, two, Not both of them, too. He brings two, one for each of them. The bartender is the most responsible person yeah. in the movie and asks Julie for ID. Why didn't she, she get... Why didn't anybody... Wouldn't, she, wouldn't? You know you have teenagers in this club who yeah. probably weren't ID'd I was, at the door, right? I was right? going to say... He, I, I, I <laughs> admire him uh, asking for ID, but he's only gone halfway, and the whole way would be... Where's your... Wait a second. You're... Okay, so you don't have ID, so you're underage. So why are you here, mm-hmm. bouncer? He would have like they would have been kicked out. Yeah. Instead, he he said, "Oh, I don't have an ID." So he just hmm and took the drink. It's like yeah. what? They're yeah. underage. Yeah. She she says she left it in her limo, and the bartender doesn't believe her. and Takes the drink away. Mister Camarotti says it's Julian, <laughs> it, Mister Camarado. Mr. Corrado, hey, says it's Julie, and he's incensed. He goes on about how this always happens. He's always either stood up or fooled. Julie says she, Julie, a middle schooler. Julie says she promises her trick was for a noble cause, a lunch spot. She messed with some someone's fragile adult emotions for a petty high school lunch spot. Mm-hmm. He gets it though, he knows the spot. He yeah. agrees to be a part of it, and Hannah pops up saying she has to get a pic of him and Julie with the ginger ale he bought them. Outside, Yancy is sitting by the dumpster, waiting for the other girls. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you'll, you'll, you'll get, just get used to this. Yeah. <laughs> sit sit uh, by that dumpster. Smells like you too. Uh, <laughs> she's approached by an adult man, and he asks her if she's waiting on her boyfriend. He says she doesn't have a boyfriend and he needs to shove off. <laughs> she doesn't say that last part, but he starts yeah. sweet talking her and she blushes. Yeah. Ferrar pops up, sweets talking because mm, they talk about yes. brownies. And she, one of her character traits is she's heavy set and, and she eats. Sweets. So they are sweet talking about sweets. Yeah, that's that's the way that the writers can relate to her. Yeah, um, Ferrar pops up and Farrah pops up <laughs> and asks why Yancy. Some of these <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Here, here. I think here's what you were referencing earlier. Uh, Farrah pops up and asks why Yancy is so glad looking, which is a which <laughs> has, is yeah. it's a grammatically awkward way of putting something that most certainly has a word that means the same thing. It's like someone who English is not their first language. You are and, so glad looking. It's like and, someone like Ferrar would. (laughs) yeah exactly you are very glad looking sentence structure is different in in different languages yes uh and so maybe in english that's how they you are very glad looking yes it's farrar farrar is still here (laughs) uh yancy says how a grown-up just hit on her but she probably won't see him again so it's the worst night of her life now when i say grown-up this guy looks to be about He's still he looks yeah. to be about twenty. Yeah, nineteen which is still, at the at the yeah, youngest still to a fourteen year old. Yeah. That's it's still weird. Yeah. Um Stacy, Liz, and Crony see Farah and Yancey and tell them Julie and Hannah are hanging out with their teacher. Back inside, they take a picture with Mr. Camarado, uh Corrado. <laughs> Mr. Carmadalo, yeah, Mr. Commando, Lou, Lou Laredo. <laughs> yeah. uh, before they leave, Hannah helps him adjust his appearance. She takes off his glasses, perfect. loosens perfect. <laughs> she, yeah, uh, loosens his tie and tousles his hair now that he's a new man. A woman appears from behind the girls and asks him if he wants to dance. He puts his glasses up to see what she looks like as if he had any right to be choosy mm-hmm. and happily accepts the random woman's invitation. He thanks yeah. the girls and walks off. yeah, it would be funny if he had a slapstick if he had slapstick mishaps because he can't see. Yeah. Just taking someone's glasses off doesn't solve anything. They're not wearing them to make themselves look unappealing. They more than likely actually need them to see. Yeah, they will, and before they take his, their glasses off, they're like, you want some female advice? It's like, no, thank you, not from a middle not school girl. Not from a little girl. Yeah. And uh, here, pierce your, pierce your ear. Yeah. <laughs> here, do it. Here, here's a skateboard. Here, put, take it. Put these wristbands on. Yeah, you know what I really want to see? Swear. let me do some of your hair here. Swooped, make it real swoop, just swoopy. Swoop it. Swoop. Ooh, you yeah. tighten these up, tighten these jeans. like that guy from Fall Boy. There's not enough chains on your pants. Yeah, put some, chain, put some chains on your legs. Uh, this was 2004, so everything yes. we we're saying was uh, in vogue at the exactly. time. Exactly. Uh, just look at someone like Pete Wentz. Yeah. that and Circa 2004 wince. And you will see What we're talking about You will win The wristbands Swoopy hair Eyeliner Here, Here's a lip ring Exactly Here, Put some skinny jeans on Here we go Put them for your tight. Yeah uh, Go ahead and go Move around Yes As the girls are, <laughs> And they become the munchkins They become uh, They become what you think The munchkins Yeah they, were doing they start 50 shuffling years later. Like the lollipop guilt. Like they sound like uh, <laughs> They sound gruff And they're smokers and, Yeah Um Put the gay boy down. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Another shirt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as the girls are leaving, Julie sees her mom dancing on top of a table like a freak on a leash. <laughs> Soften takes a puff. Feel it freak on a leash. <laughs> Ju- oh, knock. Oh, knock. That song sucks. <laughs> Julie is shocked by how her mom joe jo- 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 hi (laughs) julie is shocked by her mom's wild side and can't fathom her being anything but a tight-ass taskmaster to Mm. her and her brother hannah says whoever it is they gotta get going because she's walking towards them as the girls book it julie drops the scarf she's wearing a scarf yeah scarf. mom meets up with her friend and she sees the scarf on the ground the friend asks what the matter is and mom wonders why her scarf is there she scans the club and sees two familiar people looking suspect and exiting the club. Mm-hmm. Mom gives chase and makes her way out to the back of the club. She doesn't see anything, but her alarm bells are going off, so she goes inside to call home. The four girls poke their heads out of the dumpster. We're to, <laughs> we're to assume that Julie and Hannah told the other two to get in the dumpster to hide, but we don't see it, so I'd like to think Farah and Yancy were there were there already. <laughs> yeah, it's a, we're just looking around. <laughs> Yancy's like you want to know you want to know the virtues of eating out of the trash <laughs> Farrah's like tell me and then they get in the dumpster do you want to know <laughs> <laughs> would you like to know so we're friends now right I'll, I'll show you how to forage in the dumpster it's, it's a useful skill <laughs> uh, Julie says they have. if you're raised by raccoons maybe yeah. Julie says they have to get home because her mom is calling her dad to check on her the girls run to the front of the club but they see the car is blocked in Julie, oh shit <laughs> exactly verbatim <laughs> Julie feels it Ferrar. <laughs> it's like all right, Scout Taylor Compton's back. We can't have any more Ferrar scenes. So the Ferrar scenes got the cutting room floor. They had to reshoot a lot of the scenes because the Ferrar scenes. But were... but they released the um, the Ferrar cut. The Farrar. Sleepover. The, the Ferrar cut. <laughs> I would love to see that. Uh, all of you getting our dms if you want to see sleep over the Ferrar cut <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> julie feels hopeless but then spongebob russell pops up and she asks to use a skateboard in the clubs, what just beats the shit out of them with it they're stupid fucking cars. <laughs> she's <laughs> hitting it with a skateboard plus you're an idiot why are you acting that way yeah in the club's ladies room mom goes to the payphone to which a that's dated, a payphone in yeah, the ladies' room. You know, ladies room. Uh, mom goes to the payphone, to which a pierced-up girl is gabbing the day away. Julie's man-in-a-wig skate double shreds some gnar around town <laughs> as he, she, rushes to get home. He goes back and forth between the double skating and for fo- and more focused shots on Alexa Vega balancing on a moving board. The double even jumps over a dog. <laughs> in the bathroom. In the bathroom. He's in the bathroom. Mom waits for the chatty Kathy to finish. The girl with piercings finishes one call, but then while looking at mom, grabs another quarter to make another call. Buying her some time. Well, I theorize they must be the quarters Julie paid her to stall her mom. Of course. This is all coming into play. Mm -hmm. At the stoplight, Steve Phillips, Julie's crush, is in his Jeep with his pal. They're talking about the dance when just then Julie skates across the crosswalk in front of them and Steve is mesmerized. He tells his bud he thinks he recognizes her, and they watch her as her broad-shouldered male stunt double <laughs> skates off and does a kickflip. <laughs> no, no time to show off, Julie. You have to get yeah, home. that's the other thing. She takes that time to to show off it'd be funny if they are still talking to his buddy and then like all of a sudden the person's like doing ollies and, <laughs> yeah and more kickflips and yeah. like and and shred and um grinding on rails it's, it's like if frank drebin was pursuing someone on a skateboard but in a naked gun movie and he's and he like and he started like doing like you said, grinding rails. And you just and hear him go, ho, <laughs> <yeah>. ho, ho. <laughs> he's like, ho, ho, ho. And he's like, doing handstands, like, muh-ha. And, like, and he's like, he has a suit and tie on, but he has elbow pads and knee pads and on. A and a helmet. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Back at the club, mom finally gets to the phone and calls home. At home, dad turns on the faucet, and it causes one of the knobs to rock it up and put a hole in the ceiling. Jeez. Water starts flowing, and the phone starts ringing. He tries to turn off the faucet before answering. This gives Julie more time. Dad picks up the phone and Mom asks how everything is. Dad says fine. Girls haven't made a peep, minus the several times they've blasted Spice Girls. Yeah. Dad keeps talking as he walks outside to retrieve the ladder to fix the ceiling. Julie gets home, sees SpongeBob and friends destroyed the rose truss under her bedroom window. With no way of getting into her room, she sees Dad make she sees Dad with the ladder. Um, she sees Dad getting the ladder out of the shed. They narrowly miss each other, and Mom asks if she can talk to Julie. Before Dad can say anything else, he sees Ren turning on the sink. Water shoots up like a geyser, and Dad drops the ladder and Julie grabs it. Dad and Ren start frantically yelling at each other and, <laughs> the, and mom wonders what the issue is. What I, the hell sis? What the hell going wish, on? I wish I wish it was. It's, mold. Like, it's mold. <laughs> I, I wish it were just like them not saying anything, just incoherently being like <laughs> Um, And Mom's like, what's going on over there? Uh, Julie climbs up the ladder, but her dress gets stuck. Dad is walking the phone upstairs and yelling for her. Tension builds as Julie continues to struggle with her snagged dress. Dad gets to her room, and just when it looks like Julie's done for, she opens the door in a robe, and Dad says the phone is for her. She takes it and shuts the door in his face. Mom is checking on her, and essentially Julie gives her attitude about treating her like a baby. Mom sees it... Mom sees it's a losing battle and tells her to continue to be safe. She'll be home soon. Julie falls back on her bed, exhausted, for almost from almost getting caught. Ren comes in and falls next to Julie, exhausted for covering, for, exhausted by covering for her. He says he needs to go back to college to get some rest. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Julie asks him to cover a little longer, and he says he will. And she should go out and be a teenager. In front, now they're in front of Steve's house. The car comes to a slow stop. Yancey says, uh-oh, and Julie asks, what uh-oh? Yancy says Whoa. her car is out of juice, but it's quick charging, so they just need to find an outlet to plug it in. So wouldn't wouldn't those have those electric cars have like specific charging stations? Yeah, you can't just find a random outlet because outlets have different power requirements. Here's the thing: this is the infancy of the electric it's car. True. At least, but like you can just plug it prob- in. Yeah, so there's again limited understanding of it. And there's convenient. There's a street lamp. And you, there's like a little compartment you flip, and there's an outlet in there. I'm sure there's some auxiliary power too that you can use yeah. in case of an emergency. Probably. Well, again, how do we? De- yeah. How does Yancy deem an emergency? Uh oh, that's a that's a oh, sailor yeah. old navy. Uh, meanwhile, Liz and Stacy are out by Steve's car, and they're going through his gym bag. They toss a few things out, but then grab his boxers. <laughs> uh, they see. <laughs> They see, they see Julie and others are there, so Liz calls security to report the girls for suspicious activity. You need to keep that. <laughs> Julie's second-guessing her stunt, but then is told they're here because of her, so she needs to get her butt up there and do it. Julie sneaks up to the house and climbs up to the window. She gets in and finds herself in a rec room. She caresses Steve's skateboard and takes a big whiff of his shoes. <laughs> Steve's buddy walks in and Julie hides in an open spot. However, per the script, the friend doesn't see her, so she slinks away while his back is turned. <laughs> right. She finds herself in a hallway, faced with an on, with an incoming Steve. His head is down, looking at a yearbook, so this gives her time to stow away somewhere. In the rec room, Steve's buddy shoots pool, and Steve goes on about the skateboard girl. He finds her in the yearbook and says he thought he recognized her. They went to elementary school together. Mm. This is where we hear her last name's Corky. Torky! <laughs> Corky! Corky! Um, he Corky, rea- we love you. We want you to live. Waiting for Guffman. Waiting for Guffman. Brilliant movie. I yeah. love that movie. He reads the clubs and accomplishments part accompanying her yearbook photo. He comments how she turned out nice. <laughs> this all seems creepy. She turned out nice. He's like, she turned out nice. He reads her hobbies, which include skateboarding and hot dogs, <laughs> whatever a hot dog hobby entails. <laughs> Not eating hot dogs. Yeah. Just hot dogs. Yeah. He's smitten. Just <laughs> trying. It's like when Charlie's coming up with a dating profile. And it's always sunny. Uh, people's knees. People's <laughs> knees. Magnets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what Little it, green ghouls. Uh, ghouls. Well, what about magnets? Just magnets. Just magnets. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hot hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, he's smitten. Uh, his buddy says there are plenty of girls his age, maybe even older, mm-hmm. who are waiting for him at the dance. He looks like a young Tom Cruise. That's yeah. why I kept mentioning it. He's 22, by the way. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, he's 22, playing a yeah. high schooler, hitting, right. you know, kissing and hitting on, hugging and kissing her and uh, her you. sisters. <laughs> uh, a, a girl who... Alexa Vega's probably like 16 or 17. Yeah. But still. But it's he's a, hung up on a 14-year-old. Blurring some lines here. Yeah. I'm sure he has zero nefarious intentions, and they're both still minors, like we had mentioned. Yeah. And this isn't a new thing in teen movies. There's there's very much a 16 Candles vibe, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, however, from an adult perspective, like we said, it still seems weird. Anyway, Julie is hiding in his shower. Steve's bud says they got to get ready for the dance, which ends at midnight. It was <laughs> a late dance. <laughs> Does everyone dissolve after that? I guess so. No, it's just a curfew. Yes. All the while, outside, Farrah finds an outlet on a street lamp. Yancey takes the plug out starts walking it towards the lamp. But, uh-oh, it's too short. Too short. Womp womp. Too short, just like Yancey's arms. Sorry, Yancey. Um, We also get more blaring Spice Girls as Dad fixes the hole in the ceiling. You've <laughs> been listening is, to the same song. Yeah, they, they, well, they paid so much for Wannabe, they're going to use yeah, it's it. It's true. He hears clomping and clacking of high heels upstairs. He uses, his tool to, he uses the tool he's using to tap the ceiling, telling the girls to pipe down, but he puts another hole in it. Upstairs, Wren and the dog are dancing around in high heels. Wren tells his dog heels ain't half bad. Back inside... How did he fit in those heels? Convenience. Yeah, I guess. Back inside Steve's house, he enters his bathroom. He turns on a shower, and Julie starts getting soaked. <coughs> Julie is catatonic as she sees her crush getting undressed, and her eyes nearly fall out of her head when oh. she sees Steve's naked butt oh yes, questionable yes, yes by this time, security Steve Carell shows up again. Yancey and Hannah are pushing the car closer to the outlet, but they push too far and and it crashes into the security car. He gets out, Steve Carell gets out in time to see the other girls getting away inside Steve the other Steve um the other white steve <laughs> steve is about to hop in the shower but is distracted by the incident outside this gives julie time to grab the boxers and scoot by this time liz and stacy have declared victory and before they get to the high school they have time for juice drinks liz even says <laughs> mm, they, juice drinks juices liz even says, let's go to juice bar That's good. let's go to juice bar liz even says they can still get into the dance Stacy refuses and Liz wonders why and gives her grief about her high school BF. Julie gets outside and Security Steve catches her and calls her over. The other girls see this and think their goose is cooked. SpongeBob Russell shows up and Hannah says Julie needs him. Security Steve interrogates her and it's too silly for me. <laughs> <coughs> and I, just, I can't stand it anymore. I can't even. It's all I can stand. I can't stand no more. He asks to call her house. The phone rings, and there's more tension presented as to who's going to get it first, Dad or Wren. Spanking? <laughs> You're going to get it, Ren. <laughs> You're in my house. I'm still right to spank you. Yeah. No, who's going to get the phone first, oh. Ren or Dad? <laughs> Sorry. I, like, looked over for a second. I just thought, who's going to get it first? A spanking. <laughs> Back with Julie, she contemplates... Julie, Julie. Back with Julie, she <laughs> contemplates her fate as Steve starts talking. Contemplate your fate oh, sounds sorry. like a band from this time. Yes, uh, <laughs> Julie contemplates her fate as security Steve starts talking to somebody on the other end. All the while, Russell <laughs> skates out of the car to mess with the mess with something. <laughs> security Steve Carell says the person would like to talk to her. She sheepishly she sheepishly grabs the phone and says hello. <laughs> maybe if i I pretend i'm sick i'll get pity Ren says she owes him big time i'm sick and disoriented i just walked outside i don't know where i am hello (laughs) this town needs actual police officers (laughs) it's ren and he says he says she owes him big time 50 bucks monthly for six months then she gets real snotty about it and says no (laughs) <laughs> Ren is floored she's negotiating because he can get dad at any time. Yeah, exactly. She has him in a corner, and before he can respond, she says, Smell you later. <laughs> oh, yeah? Hey, dad, girls aren't here. What? Julie's on the yeah. phone. She's She's uh, got arrested. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, her friends drive by and call for her to get in. She escapes security Steve, what? and he calls <laughs> after her. <laughs> before getting in, she takes his decal and takes off with it. He tries to chase them, but his brakes are clipped or something and he crashes yeah in the car hannah says julie is her hero and they write songs about people like her and davy crockett <laughs> and Davey. we have more money than davy crockett <laughs> that, that's what Ferrar said <laughs> when they were driving away it's like this isn't and a Davey bank, Crockett. this isn't no this isn't a bank heist yes. driving away and he's like we got more money than davy crockett yes. <laughs> the girls drive by the juice place liz stacy and crew are surprised to see the others are still in the game. The two group, the two groups are neck and neck, and they both arrive in front of the high school at the same time. Hannah suggests it be a tie, and they share the spot, which is easy for her to say because yeah. she's not going to be there. Stacy scoffs at the idea and suggests a tiebreaker. Whichever team can get the crown of the dance's king or queen wins the spot, as if they'd freely give that up. Right. Her group heads in. Farrah isn't confident they can do it, and Yancey's like so we're going to the dance and Julie's like you bet we are we got the shit so we're going to the dance <laughs> yeah. and we get everybody here in this room's favorite trope the girls walk up oh. the school steps in slow motion baby oh, god yep. I hate this as, as as it was happening I was like oh I, I hate this it's trope like, why do they need this it never looks cool it always looks bad mhm uh they get to the ticket table and the ticket taker asks to see what else their tickets Julie says uh No comprende, no English, no English. (laughs) No habla, no habla. (laughs) They're denied entry. We then get the most demeaning part of the movie. Yeah. Julie looks at the girl, it's Summer Glau, so if you've seen the movie Serenity, her first role, um, she's done other things since then. A bunch of Lifetime movies. Julie looks at the girl taking tickets, and she starts telling her she knows who she is. She then proceeds to assume things about her and paints her as a boring, friendless loser. Someone who would never in a million years even sniff the lunch spot. But if she doesn't let her, being Julie, into the dance, she'll turn out into someone pathetic like her. Someone who accomplished nothing significant in high school which means she'll be a social pariah forever. And it's all supposed to be inspiring, but nothing she says is uplifting to the girl taking tickets. It benefits Julie and her stupid goal of winning something that will only end up being meaningless in the grand scheme of things yeah yep and there was no i'm relating to you Mm -hmm. because i understand like you do these things that makes people think you're weird and you're an outcast i'm the same way Mm -hmm. and i hope to reinvent myself the same way that you can you can reinvent yourself Mm -hmm. because you're great and you're awesome it's like but no it's like and if I don't get into that dance, I'm gonna end up just I'm like, you. It's like you. Be you for four you. years. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, that's that's uh, it's, it's go terrible. fuck yourself with that. Yeah. But the shit worked. The ticket yeah. girl lets she like, go in there. Go in there for all the people who couldn't do it. It's like <sighs> so she's she's like I know I'm you're a weirdo right, loser. A, I am a piece you're, of shit. Some fourteen right. year old just told me I'm a loser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they get inside and look in amazement at what's before them: a high school dance, the big leagues. Whoa. Yancey says they don't even let them wear shoes at their dances. Yeah, I was like what? So <laughs> I'm guessing barefoot? You, I'm guessing they just wear socks yeah. on a gym floor. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Someone <laughs> breaks their leg. I can't <laughs> fall,
0: fall into those bleachers that collapse. Yes, I can't do the crit walk without breaking my without breaking slipping and breaking my arm. <laughs> yeah. uh, Julie looks for Steve. Steve is over with some other pals, and his main pal says she should ask a girl to dance. Steve says he's hanging back and chilling. Steve asks some burnouts if they remember Julie. They say they can't even remember their own names. <laughs> they just want to mm-hmm. play video games. <laughs> 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 it's an inside joke. Yeah. I can't remember <laughs> my name. I just wanna <laughs> play video games. <laughs> Nah, they say she rode their bus. Steve was like, of course. <laughs> She's the one that the got... The bus! <laughs> She's the one that got clipped on her backpack by the bus grill and sent her flying into a drainage ditch. <laughs> That's the one. That was that was hilarious. She's a funny comedian. She makes me laugh. Ah! <laughs> and everybody starts laughing and the movie ends. Uh, <laughs> some cute girl walks up to Steve's bud and asks if he knows if he knows where to get any bud. <laughs> Not really. Asks if it's Steve's bud and asks Beard. if he knows... Yep. Marijuana. Yep, either <laughs> one illegal hey, bud, substances. Want some, want, where can I find some bud and some bud? Hey, bud, I want some bud to drink and some bud to smoke, bud. Uh, <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like mom. <laughs> All the buds. So. Yeah. Hey, bud. <laughs> uh, Steve's bud asks if he knows if Steve. Whoa. Uh, some cute girl walks up to Steve's bud and asks if he knows if Steve. And she asks if he knows if Steve is available to dance. Steve's pal says to ask him herself. She asks if he can do it defeated steve's pal goes up and informs him that his being steve's pal's dream girl wants to dance with him being steve who we had no knowledge of prior yeah. my dream girl dance with her uh, uh, yeah steve takes a break from chilling to dance with a girl his age julie sees this and is crushed the girls also see stacy's high school bf is dancing with another girl they think it's a riot Age-appropriate girl. Yes. Stacy confronts him, and the other girl asks who the F she is. Stacy says, I'm his girlfriend. I'm his girlfriend. The other girl says that isn't possible because she and him have been going steady for six months. A scuffle ensues, and SpongeBob starts getting hot over a cat fight. Stacy is pushed down, and the other girl says to stay away from her footballer. Ugh. Uh, she's like, stay yeah. away from my football. Again, middle-aged man wrote yeah. this. SpongeBob goes to help her, and high school Biff tells him not to bother. <laughs> high school, oops. SpongeBob says, "Julie's choice prime chickie." <laughs> <laughs> not exactly that, yeah. but not far off yeah. from that. One of the chaperones. He's a d- she's a premium goddess yeah, or whatever he's, he said. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one of the chaperones gets on the mic and announces the dance contest. He says anything goes. So pretend he and the other teacher chaperone aren't there. Gross. Also, they're not saying there are people here that don't go to this school. They're not enrolled yet because today was the last day of school. So I don't know. Just be on the lookout for, you know, children who snuck in. There will be consequences. Yeah. Uh, me and high school girlfriend says, Stacy ain't got no one to shake it with. <laughs> she says, wrong, I got SpongeBob. <laughs> and he's like, who? <laughs> this idiot. <laughs> yeah. The band starts rocking, and Julie and friends are like, we don't have partners. Julie's like, we who needs partners? We have each other to boogie with. Then there are cuts between Stacy and SpongeBob uh, Russell, Stacy's high school BF and his GF, and the sleepover girls getting down with their respective bad selves. It went on far too long. Yes. S- Steve is also in that moment. Um, uh, what's her face? Julie's like, high school, we have arrived! <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here. <laughs> High school. We are here at school. Hi. It's every, every first day of school. High school. How are you doing, bud? <laughs> hitting, the, hitting the brick. <laughs> How are you Just doing, bud? Uh, Steve, Steve's pal points Julie out, and he goes to talk to her. Stacy and SpongeBob win, even though they don't go to that school. Then he, fa- he found the list to the most bodacious yeah. scavenger hunt. Yeah. Uh, they get a pick and a trophy, and although, and although Stacy makes it explicitly clear this doesn't mean anything between them, SpongeBob knows and just puts the picture in his wallet. His buds come up and say he is a god for dancing with Stacy. SpongeBob tells him to be cool, and Stacy is endeared. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yancey it, and Farrah... They won the dance competition. They don't even go to that school. I don't know. That's what I just said. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yancy and Farrah are laughing at the fun <laughs> they had. That was very fun. This is the best sleepover I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Yancey says it was the best sleepover ever, and Farrah accidentally lets it slip. Yancey was the replacement girl for that, night fest- for that night's festivities. Yancey hunkers down in the dumps and walks off. Yeah, I... 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 I, I so that doesn't have the desired effect for me because it's not like they were in the lunchroom and they're like, oh, there's Yancey sitting alone on the last day of school. It's like, maybe I should invite her to my party. It's like, what? I mean, I guess she's nice and all, but in there mm. and they're not <laughs> endeared to her. Like even if she's even an outcast to them yeah. and then they invite her cause they feel sorry for her. And then she's like, I was just a replacement that would have a bit more of an effect than they already invited her because you know, to be nice, to mm-hmm. be f- very friendly, yeah. good people. So mm-hmm. it's not like, like it, 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 just, it doesn't feel like a like a chair. Like a, the, she's not a charity case. Like she's making herself out to be. supposed to add more sympathy for yeah. Yancy. Whatever. I don't uh, care. Ju- uh, Julie and Hannah asks what her deal is. What's Yancey's deal besides everything she said already in <laughs> yeah. this movie? She and she sure complains a lot. Yeah. What does she have to complain for? Uh, she's lucky and gets to eat brownies all day. <laughs> uh, Ferris says she accidentally revealed Yancy was the afterthought for the evening. They all go to console Yancey, just as Steve is about to say something to Julie. In the process, you know, Julie, you know, like you said, drops the list. Steve sees it and uh, yep. Even though the crown isn't on the list because they made that tiebreaker in the parking lot, Steve knows he has to give the crown <laughs> to Julie. Yeah. Fancy, Julie? fancy. Yancey, Fancy, here's just one chance Fancy don't let me down. Yeah. <laughs> Yancey is sitting alone at a table when the singer in the band at the, at the dance comes over the mic with an announcement. He's received a song request for Yancey from the speaker guy. You know, the adult guy from earlier who said nice things to Yancey. He somehow knew she was there? Yeah, well, the speaker adult guy has the band play a lame-ass ballad for Yancey the child. <laughs> uh, Yancey asks how he knew she was there. Okay. He says, I've been following you girls all night and was wondering if I could buy you all alcohol for your driving. <laughs> yep, that's no, exactly what he saw you dancing, thought you could use a partner. Yancey asks if he likes brownies, and he says it's the very important food group. It's supposed to be cute, but he sounds like an idiot. <laughs> just, you both sound very it just, fat. <laughs> doesn't that just warm your fart? <laughs> doesn't that just warm your fart like brownies in the oven um julie and the other girls look on and julie says someone for everyone not for me you're 14 don't, wor- don't worry julie yancey will be dropped like a bad habit when the speaker guy finally asks her age yeah hannah says at least they can still win the scavenger hunt During- just, just pray it doesn't get as far as it did in animal house yeah or babysitter's club 13 mm-hmm. 13 there's always next summer. Yeah, when she's 14 yeah, and she's still underage. she's still going to be underage. Yeah, sorry, Luca. We'll do Babysitter's Club another day. Yeah, maybe. Yes, yes. Uh, during the crown ceremony, Steve and another person are named King and Queen. The girls get all giddy, but Liz tells them she knows the Queen, and she most definitely will give her the crown. That is if she knows you're there, Liz. Mm-hmm. King and Queen have to pick their dance partners for a slow dance. Steve gets on, Steve gets on the mic and asks if Julie is in the audience. Julie is gobsmacked. <laughs> her Wait, friends, Julie, Julie? Who's yeah. Julie? Her friends are like, wake up, dingus. Steve's calling your name. She floats over to him and they dance to another lame ballad. Steve informs <laughs> Julie he found their scavenger hunt list and he gives her the crown julie's crew jump for joy and tell stacy and pals to enjoy the dumpsters <laughs> steve says some other things and he takes her outside by the fountain blah blah he says he saw her earlier and now smitten blah blah he asked for her box oops he asked for his box he asked for his boxers back she laughs and they almost kiss and then she gets a phone call ren is on the other line and asks where julie is currently because mom is on the way home gulp the others meet up with julie and she informs steve she's got to run because her mom doesn't know they snuck out so she's got to go home before her ass is grass she's got to pull a she's like i gotta go gotta go pull a ferris bueller mm-hmm. yes steve is left hurt but just remember O, when you're 18 and 14 months julie will still be underage so hopefully that helps you realize it's not a good idea <laughs> yeah mom and her friend leave the club the girls are walking to the car, and Julie, and Julie laments Steve will wake up the next day and realize he almost locked lips with, Ugh, a freshman. Ugh, kill me. Mom and friend are driving home. The only other responsible person in this movie is mom's friend who cranks Wang Chung. <laughs> yeah. While racing home, Julie's crown flies out the window. Security Steve Carell is on a bike and sees them, and he yells at them. He runs over the crown and flips ass over elbows. Thank God he was wearing a helmet. The lesson to be learned from this entire movie is always Always wear wear a helmet. helmet. He tries to steal a car, but is snubbed. He then calls his mom. That's that's it for him. That's it, yeah. When the girls get home, they need to find a way to get to Julie's room. They scale Julie's tree fort, and Julie throws a rope to Ren, who's waiting in the room. Julie attempts to shimmy across a rope, but the fort starts coming down. Yeah, how the, the girls? I know it's not a very structurally. It's the, the structural integrity of that fort is questionable. Yes, the girls are yelling and screaming as Julie on the rope. Lo- as Julie, Julie, <laughs> Julie! Julie. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> it's in terror. <laughs> 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 sorry, Julie, Julie, Julie. And they, then they start getting louder. <laughs> it's like shh, shh, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So uh, screaming, Julie on the rope gets closer and closer to the ground. The treehouse sits itself on the roof, and the girls walk into Julie's room. Conveniently sets itself on the roof. Bye, Julie. <laughs> walking into the window. Julie, that's, that's the only time they're quiet. Yeah. Bye, Julie. Julie on the ground and Mom pulling up, the two evade each other. She dips in as Mom goes into the house. Mom steps into the kitchen to have a glass of the new water, and Juki... <laughs> and julie (laughs) julie smiles at her parents being warm and fuzzy with one another no time to stand there though because mom and dad are on their way up julie slips in the room and tells slips into the room and tells the girls to get under their sleeping bags and pretend to be asleep mom mom and dad take a peek and all the girl mom and dad take a peek in and all the girls are conked out after mom and dad close the door hannah says they did it Julie says she's still a geeky loser. <laughs> the next morning, Dad tells the girls pancakes are downstairs. It's not like a clown group. <laughs> Terry Terry, pancakes and his happy, and his merry happy bun- bunch. And his, and his merry men are downstairs. <laughs> his happy stacks. Pancakes the clown is here. It's my pancakes and my happy stacks. Yeah. Um, in the kitchen, Dad comments how the fort came down and brought the roast trucks <laughs> to the, the butter boys. Pancakes the clown of the butter boys. Pancakes the clown in the uh in the breakfast band. <laughs> uh, Dad doesn't wonder how the fort came down. He just is fine with it. He just says it came down. Wren tells him he's on his own with cleanup, and he's because he's going back to college. Yeah, but right that, this that second day <laughs> yes. isn't going to take months to clean up. Yeah, well, and you have to enroll yeah. too. Uh, well, Are you back, still enrolled and you just took the semester and you're like, oh, it's going to take a semester on. Do they know you're gone? And also, aren't your parents paying for college? Because Lord knows this kid didn't get a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Mom figures out Julie's ruse and she caves like the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Julie admits they left the house, breaking her mom's most crucial rule, and says it was for an important adolescent cause. Mom is understanding and yeah. turns it into a learning experience on how Julie's growing up. I got a little news flash. No responsible parent would be okay with that. It isn't some idealistic moment where Julie gets off scot-free and mom chalks it up to her getting older. Right. The parent would have a conniption, ground the child until the school year starts, and then become more strict with the rules. Yeah. Anyway, Julie finally gets the lock on her door for her room. Yeah. The girls have B-Fast and toast to being the unstoppable freshman. A horn honks outside, which is Farrah's mom and also Yancey's ride. Hannah says her mom's on the way. Julie walks her outside, and the two have a touching moment. Which it's actually a kind of it's actually kind of a sad moment if you've been yeah. in that situation. Yeah, where well, your friend is going away. Mm-hmm. But also, I was like, is she moving away tomorrow? Like, aren't there other times during the summer you can it's, hang it's, out? They're, she's moving to Vancouver, so I can I can imagine they probably have to start. Like, it's probably going to take all summer for them That's to get true. acclimated. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and move to another country. Sure. Hannah's mom pulls up, and Julie waves goodbye. Julie starts walking back inside and hears a skateboard thinking it's Steve. Alas, it's a little boy. Julie walks into her room and sees a crown poking out of the clubhouse. She goes to investigate and a hand grabs the crown as she touches it too. Steve comes from around the corner and says this is hers. The two kiss and Julie gives another narration saying how she keeps Hannah in the loop on the goings-ons at school and the movie ends with Stacy and her pals having trash spilled on them. That's sleepover. Uh, We got to wrap up here real quick but like we do every episode Matt what's good about this movie uh, the time in which it was made was 2003 2004 right around we were 12 and 13 mm-hmm. so we were we were in middle school as well um, it has a lot of look uh, aesthetic technology mm-hmm. fashion from that time yeah. uh, which is just very nostalgic because yeah. we you know those were formative years so great affection for the 2000s yeah and any I just love Steve Carell too yeah yeah, and so, I mean, you know, Steve Carell's really, like, the only person who has, like, genuinely funny things he says. It's yeah. Not laugh-out-loud funny, but at least he has comedic timing, Yeah, of course. Jane um, Lynch and Jeff Garland, too. Like, Jeff Garland's usually, like, especially, like, in Daddy Daycare, usually has some funny moments. Yeah. And Jane Lynch um, adds some acumen but to it. for me, um, I also – I kind of put myself in the head. Like it said earlier, um, someone like our friend Katie – uh, who was, you know, 11, 10, 11 around this time. Mm-hmm. In Katie Wright. Katie Wright, We have yeah. a few friends named Katie. Yeah, who, who yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah. Katie, our friend Katie Wright. Yeah. Um, and she talks about how, yeah, it's a silly movie, yeah. but she actually really likes it. Yeah. And I totally get it, because especially if you were in this age group that this was for at the time, yep. you don't think about some of the nuanced of course things, not. some of the silly things. You, what you're seeing on screen... Again, it's an idealistic look at like a teenager's yeah. life, like through through a movie and yeah. you you're like, "Oh, I want I want to have time, times like that with yeah. my friends and I want to I want to have moments like that and I I want to it's it's I want to get older and experience yeah. that." And I can imagine at the end like It's exciting. Yeah, coupled with the song playing while she like kisses Steve at the end, it kind of like builds and like yeah. crescendos and hits a, a part like when they kiss or so if I hear that song connected with the scene, with everything that just happened in the movie Mm -hmm. that you enjoyed. I could see how that could be special for somebody. It's like like when you read a fairy tale Mm -hmm. as a kid. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, this is a very idealized version. This is uh, uh, of how I want my life to be sort of thing. Yeah. And it's one of those things where when it comes down to it, if you grew up with it, you still like it, and you see issues with it, you know what? We have countless movies like that for us. Oh, yeah. Uh, But again, thank you for listening, everybody. Until the next time. The house lights are up, the film's off the reel, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We'll see you next time.